Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Real quick before we get started, if you enjoy reading about signs and if you enjoy fiction like Bridget Jones and Sex in the City, you might enjoy my books, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend too. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Brett McKay is the author of The Other Side of Elsewhere, Tree of Souls, and The Damage Inc. books. He is a Seattle Crypticon winner, and like many horror writers, he is a fan of Halloween. As it says in his Amazon bio, he starts decorating his house much too early in the season for his neighbors. Today, I am so happy Brett is taking time from conjuring demons and bloodthirsty psychopaths, as he says, to share his story of signs from the other side. Hi, Brett. How are you? Hi, friend. Good. How are you doing? Good. So we are publishing siblings. We have the same publisher. And you're always the most supportive. I always notice this. You're always the first to share someone's new release or sale or you're very supportive fellow author. So I'm so happy to finally be chatting with you. Yeah, me too. And I can't wait to hear your story. But before we get to that, we were chatting a little bit before this. So you lived your whole life in Utah. Yes. Is that where you met your wife? Yeah, that's where I met my wife. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've lived here all my life. I've, I've done some traveling, but, yeah. Yeah. Is she a horror genre fan? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Awesome. No, so, so, has she read you your know, book? She's, she's, she's read a couple of them, and I don't force them. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like uh, the first Damage Inc. book that came out. is is a pretty vicious tale, and... Uh, you know, my my first words are always, I know my mom's going to read it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, mom. <laughs> so growing up in Utah, did you write like your own short stories? Or I actually, was I a reader as a kid? Kind of, but I definitely wasn't a writer as a kid. People assume like writers are right. writing stories your whole life. I actually haven't been, but I know a lot of people have. What's funny is I, uh, as a really young I was always just intrigued with movies and with action and adventure, of course. And, um, and I would act, I would kind of act them out (laughs) or I would make up a whole story in my head from start to finish and kind of, kind of play act it out or, you know, with, with my toys or whatever. And so I was always kind of that way. And then my grandpa was a huge Louis L'Amour fan and he had all the Louis L'Amour Westerns. And so he would always borrow me a couple books at a time. And so Louis L'Amour was my first love of writing. So, and I'm a big fan of Western. So I, I loved his story. And then as I started growing up, and I guess I was probably 12 years old and I was in my English class and we had an assignment to write a science fiction tale. This is a short little thing. So I wrote one and I drew pictures to it and everything. <laughs> Oh, that was the start. I turned it in, and um, my teacher was so impressed that like she gave me like an above A grade. I mean, she Aww. and she read it to the whole class as a, as an example. And after that, we had a project where we had to you know separate into groups and and come up with a play, and uh, everybody all of a sudden kind of wanted to be in my group. And for a kid that really not never got much attention, suddenly I was getting attention, and Aww. I liked it. And so Aww. that was my first bug to 
yeah. to write, you know. Yeah, how nice. So your grandpa who got you into the got you into Louis L'Amour, it sounds like you were very close to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah very close okay. to him. But it, what's, what's ironic about some of these dreams is sometimes I wake up, I'm like, well, why are they coming to me and not to someone that's closer? Mm. Oh, you know? interesting. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. for instance, uh, my uncle, Uncle Brad, he was, he that he passed away when he was 50 years old from a, a cardiac oh. arrest. Oh. Um, way, way too young. And it was like yeah. shortly after myself and my wife got married. So that was back in 89. Yes, oh. I, I feel I'm really old. <laughs> No. <laughs> Actually, I'm 50, I'm 50 now, and I think about that now. I think about yeah. how young he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had a couple of little dreams of him, but nothing really significant. Mm. And I was close to him. Everybody loved my Uncle Brad. He was that guy that would just do anything for every, anybody, mm. and what's mine is yours, and just always helpful, and just just a loving man. And, but later on, my grandma and grandpa got in a, a car accident. Oh, we were taken to the hospital. And that night, I had a dream that uh, my grandpa was, or no, that my uncle, Brad, mm-hmm. was lifting my grandpa up out of the water oh. in a lake. And and he was walking him to the shore. And then the next day, my, my grandpa passed away. Oh, and wow. so that dream was the first thing to me that said, "Wow, I I had a premonition that of him passing, and and now I know that his son um, received him." Yeah, yeah. On the other side, absolutely. And it, it still is one of the most beautiful dreams I've had because the the woods and the lake. You know, my my uncle Brad owned a cabin up in the woods, up in Idaho that we would go to every year. And my mm. grandpa loved being up there. And mm. so when I had that dream, it was that lake. It was all the pines that surrounded it. It was just, it was just beautiful. Oh, you know? wow. Thought, wow that's, so yeah. I was going to ask, like, was the car accident like kind of near a lake and like he kind of prevented them from going in the lake, but it sounds like this car accident was separate. And then he was yes. through the night. It was like he was going to pass, and Brad was there to receive him uh, in their favorite place. Exactly right. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have any connection to the accident at yeah. all, other than it was more like yeah, it was a be- this beautiful place that meant something to both of them. Oh, I love that's amazing. I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that your grandparents were in. A- was your grandma? Did she okay? That's so hard. My grandma was uh, survived from it. Um, yeah. and continued to live for several years, oh. but uh, was never quite the same. But. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But what a, yeah, what a beautiful thing to to see that, to see that your uncle was there for him. That's amazing. Yeah. In their favorite place, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool. It's interesting that you that you said, you like, why was it me? Like, why am I the one? Getting right, signs? yeah. The, the, my grandpa, you know, that made sense to me. Yeah. Um, and my my uncle Brad, I mean, he left three children behind. You know, my oh. cousins. And so, um, when I started getting more dreams about him, that was my thinking. Is like, man, I know they would they would have really loved to have this dream. Why am I getting this dream? Or yeah. maybe some other people seem to be closer to him than I was. 
but yet I'm getting this dream. And so I was always kind of perplexed with that. But as I start to kind of realize, well, maybe, maybe I really do have somewhat of a gift and, and, you know, that's not everybody has. And so he's, he's going to someone who, who he can talk to, you know, and hopefully share the story through me. Yes. And, you know, once I started to realize that, uh, then, you know, things kind of changed with my perspective of it. So I had, I had a few dreams about him that were not disagent, but then a younger cousin of mine, he passed away when he was young. He was 20 years old. Oh, yeah. And uh, he went into a hospital, into the ICU immediately with after it was just like days after he got a flu shot, hmm. and he started feeling immense pain in his head. And he, you know, he went in and he and then he went into a coma, and the, the nobody could figure out what the problem was. But the only thing that we could figure was it had some connection to that flu shot some bad reaction to that. And without going into too much detail, he ended up, you know, passing away maybe about a couple months later, they ended up having to to take him off life support. And, you know, I I can't imagine. I mean, that's the worst. That's the parents' worst nightmare, right? Yeah. Um, And so it was was after that, maybe a few months after that, or almost not quite a, a year later, I had this dream and it was my, it was my Uncle Brad. So I found myself in this really large room. I almost want to say it looked like a train station or something, but the the design and, and the and the colors and and the brilliance was just it was just beautiful and I, I couldn't I couldn't quite yeah. describe it other than it's just it just had this really beautiful architecture to it. And I walked out of that that large you know, station and there was a like this really nice trolley car outside and there was th- three men standing there and they were in white suits and one of them was my uncle brad and now my uncle brad when he was alive he was a big man He's, he was tall but you know he was pretty overweight when i saw him there he looked thinner and just more of a perfect more of a perfect himself yeah but yet i could still recognize it was him uh-huh and uh so i was talking to them and i wish that i could remember everything that was said but i asked them about chandler my cousin that passed away mm-hmm. if if it had something to do with the flu shot and they said that there's more to that than that they think that that could have definitely had something to do with it and um, and then I sat down with my, my uncle Brad, and I'll, I'll preface with a little bit first because I I don't want anyone to misconstrue anything because um, there's a few ties to religion that will come up mm-hmm. that that helps someone, but I I'm in no way pushing any beliefs of, of religion on anyone. This mm-hmm. is just how it transpired. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> But um, I was talking to him, and I talked to him for a really long time. And uh, one thing I found out was he, he he like has a job on the other side, and his job is to help people through the veil, help them 
from when they pass away to the other side. And him and, and I imagine these other two guys, they all kind of do it together. And then he talked about so many other things. He talked about an, an LDS temple being built somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to be happy, come some, sometime soon. And, mm-hmm. and he's really excited about that, where it was going to be built. And then after the dream, I woke up uh, and a lot of those, like where the temple is going to be built and some of the parts of the conversation were already deleted from my head. I had, I couldn't, I couldn't remember them the instant I woke up. Yeah. So these are kind of all that I remember. But the one remarkable thing about that dream was it did not feel like a dream to me. Yes. I never still remember walking through when I was walking through that dream and I was like, huh. I even said to myself, I said, Wow, this is not a dream. This is yeah. something else. Yeah. And it was it was really profound. And so afterwards I, you know, I didn't know what to do with that that experience and I told my wife about it of course I, I did tell my mom and 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 she loved it she was really close to her brother Brad Aww. and um and my cousins I wanted to tell them but I didn't know how I didn't know you know I don't know why I was just like because it's not like I come and talk to him every day or or anything like that right. so to just call him out of the blue and say, hey, guess what? I have this thing about your dad. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, his oldest daughter lived in Chicago at the time with her family. And she is really, uh, she's really strong in the LDS church. So her religion, she's really strong with her faith. Mm -hmm. When she moved back to Utah, her family moved back to Utah, so I kind of had more of an opportunity to talk to her. I just didn't know. Mm how to still yeah and then i talked to my other uncle Blake. he's the one that lost his son chandler and mm. i i told him the story uh of what happened with my with my dream and he said wow have you told annette this mm-hmm. and annette is brad's oldest daughter and i said no i haven't and and he said yeah i think you should really talk to her she would really love to hear that so i finally got an opportunity to Tell her, yeah, <laughs> tell her yeah. the dream, and so I, I told it to her, and and uh, she just, you know, she broke out into tears. And it just Aww. really meant something to her, and she had, she went on to say, well, in life, Brad was not religious at all, mm. and he was almost the opposite in the ways that he lived his life, and and he got into trouble, and 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 all these things were kind of, you know, there were opposite of the church and so when he passed away my uh, cousin Annette she went through the temple now in this religion in the temple what kind of goes on is you know you can receive blessings to the temple here on earth that will help you that actually you carry on even through uh, beyond this world when you mm-hmm. when you pass away well when someone has passed away you can still go through the temple in proxy for them and Aww. And and do these ordinances that give them the blessings, and then of course on the other side they can either accept them or reject them. So my cousin did that. She went through the temple and she did these special ordinances for him, but she never knew if he accepted them. Aww. She never, and it and it just it it really bothered her for so many years, not knowing 
maybe what's going on with her dad. And without any hesitation, I said, oh, yeah, he accepted him. He's clearly, I mean, he's doing this, he's doing that. He loves it. He's got a passion for it. And and I can say that without with 100% confidence. I just... He wouldn't I have been talking to you about this church that's going to be, this temple that's going to be built if he didn't care about it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and of course, I still never knew what temple. Yeah. Until, <laughs> I think it was maybe a year or two ago, the church came out and announced a new temple. They were announcing all sorts of new temples, but then they announced a temple going to be built in Saratoga Springs, which is close to where I live. Okay. And I immediately started shaking. My whole body started shaking. And I was crying. And I'm like, oh. why am I crying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a temple. Okay, that's nice. But they, when they kept, when I kept thinking about it, I would start, my whole body would shudder and cry. And I suddenly realized, oh, wow. That's a temple he was really talking about. Yes, yes. Years, years before they ever announced it. Yes, wow. So it finally clicked. And I, and I feel like, you know, I had that dream. He told me something that I clearly shouldn't know. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's wow. interesting. But I, I, I think the most, the, the takeaway I got from it was like, I just love being able to share that with my cousin. Yes. And that, that it really meant beautiful. something to her. And yeah. then I ended up sharing that story with the other two siblings as well, my other two cousins. But it really meant something more to, to Annette. Well, so, you know, and, and maybe you watch it, you know, the, the Tyler Henry medium, Hollywood medium or whatever. I, I, yeah. I actually I, have, I, 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 I haven't even, you would think that I would be the first one to watch it, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but he's very, um, I know he's very genuine and he, and John Edward who, has been a wonderful supporter of mine. Is a yeah, John Edwards is another one, yeah. Yeah, a huge proponent of his. Like, he's very, he, like, says, like, he is legit. Like, he's he wants to help people, and he's honed his craft, and he wants to learn, and yeah. You know, and I look at those people, I'm like, look, they're helping people all the time with yeah. these. And um, suddenly, uh, I felt like, oh, wow, I was able to help somebody. Yeah. And that was really neat. And then it made a lot more sense. Yeah. Why? What happened? So I think it's perfect that he came to you because if maybe he came to one of your cousins, they might have felt like, of course, I would have a dream of my dad because I want it so badly. Like they, sometimes, like when something, exactly. happens, yeah, they would maybe Annette would have been like, that must be my mind playing tricks on me because I want to hear that message so badly. But to come from you, it legitimizes it. Like it really is real. Yeah, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I love that they have a job up there. That, that yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what else I to know. call it, you know, but I mean, this yeah. is what he does. And... Yeah, and it, and the job sounds like exactly what he did for your grandpa. Like, he helped him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was, he was and, doing... it, and it just clicked. I mean, and these dreams were years apart from each yeah. other. And, the fact yeah. that they they tied together like that still was. I mean, I've had I've had other dreams too, and uh, another one that was pretty amazing that uh, my mother in law passed away, and she, you know, in life she had a, a pretty severe drinking problem, mm. and you know that 
obviously affected us, you know, and, and it was really sad because she's a wonderful, beautiful lady. Mm -hmm. I can't see enough about how great of a mom she was. Uh, but in her last few years, it, it got pretty severe. She ended up, you know, in the hospital and she ended up passing away before we could make it to see her. You know, that's been really hard on my wife. And and then I received a dream. And once again, I'm terrible states, but I would say maybe it's a couple of years later. Yeah, time is different. <laughs> but I had this. There too. Like, there, like time is such a human thing. Like we were constrained by it. But on the other side, there is no like, you know, like three-dimensional restraints like time or space or so to them. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it was a couple of years later. It's it's still to her. It was it could it wasn't so much time passed. Yeah, I, I believe on the other side that you are released from so many of yes. the um, things here on Earth that suddenly there's a more of an understanding and a knowledge of mm -hmm. what the universe is and and everything beyond that we really don't know about. Um, yes. Yeah, and so. You know, I had this dream and, and I was in this room, like a family room or something, and a ton of family were surrounding that room. And people from my side of the family, people from her side of the family, people from her, from my uh, wife's father's side of the family, people that would never in real life be together. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, so it's like kind of odd to go like, oh, how, why would you be here? And my, my grandma, grandpa's over there and her uncle on her dad's side or whatever you know and these were all people so who had passed or they were there some of them were still yeah well i i didn't i didn't recognize all of them but yeah. i did know that some of them were from my side of the family some were from her huh. side yeah and then her mom was there her mom was in the center and uh you know i sat down at the table and and she came over and said uh would you like a drink and and i said no thank you i don't drink anymore mm -hmm. and she smiled and she said neither do i Oh, and uh, you know, I still get oh. pretty emotional when I think about yeah. that. Yes. It was just really, it just uh -huh. felt um, so genuine and real and just comforting. And then the next day, before I even shared this dream with my wife or anybody, we were driving in a car, and my son was in the back seat. And he said, Hey, guys, you know, uh, I had a dream about grandma last night. <gasps> And chills just went through my body. Like, what? <laughs> and the same night that I had a dream, yeah, that really cemented it. And he said, "Yeah, I, I met with her. And we were talking. We were, I think they were at a fair or an amusement park or something. And then, you know, they stopped. And she was asking about my other son, who at the time he was he was serving a an LDS mission, Aww. and he was in Mexico serving a mission. And she said that she was really proud of him for what he was Aww. doing and everything and and uh oh, so sweet. you know my my son that was having this dream said would well, you do you believe it then she says yes yes i do <laughs> and um and then of course i i shared my dream right after he shared his and i'm like wow that that this means something yes absolutely <laughs> i love that it was it was validated by like that you both had that dream the same night like what are the chances right. of that yeah and i love that i could just cry that she says i i don't either because it's so like yeah. we were just talking about like you have a different understanding you kind of like lose you know when you're on earth there are certain things that hold you down like addiction or prejudices right. or certain things that are so earthly that they're not like they don't come from a place of love but when you 
are on the other side, you're released of all of that. And like she, to tell you that like, I'm re- like, I'm released of that burden right. that, that held me down at earth. Is that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. It's huge. And, and it's something that I can, you know, I, I talked to my wife about and I said, you know, she, um, you know, cause my wife's always like, gosh, why did she have to pass away? Why does she have to leave? And I said, you know, because she was never going to find that peace here. But she was able to find the peace when she passed away. Yes. I mean, it would have just gotten worse here. Yeah. And I don't think she was ever going to find that, that peace in herself like she could once she, you know, passed on. The saving grace to it was my my wife, uh, Stacy. she did call her at the hospital the night before. Mm. And she talked to her and, you know, she was able to tell her I love you and she said and I love you and give my love to the boys and give them all a hug and she actually she was wise enough to after that conversation write it down word for word so now she has this conversation that she had it was very personal to her and and I can't remember all the things that were said but they were great they were what she needed to hear yes yes and so she was able to still have that and I believe that she chose to pass before we got there because she absolutely. didn't want us there to see that absolutely. and witness that. Yes, absolutely. She, she said, we yeah. said all of these things. That's the best way for us to close. I don't want our, like for us, I don't want you to be there when I pass because the best memories are all of these words that mean so much. It's just everything. It just really means everything. We cremated her mm-hmm. and, you know, so we got her ashes and we had, you know, I was, it sounds bad, but you know we divvied the ashes up between her and her sister and nice. and uh, and everybody and and so, but there was still quite a bit left of her ashes, and we mm. just held on to them for a while until you know we want spread them somewhere. Nice. And so we chose to um, finally we it felt right, and we went up there and on the anniversary of her passing, we went to Yellowstone. And, the, you know, there was just a, a nice little breeze. And so we, we went down the river just a little bit so that we spread the ashes in the river and then we floated down the waterfall. Yeah. And so we, we did that, you know, and said our, uh, our fuel things uh, pure and everything. And then um, the breeze shifted directions. And the breeze started to blow against the waterfall, which created this spray. And in the spray was a rainbow. Oh, yeah, I just, I, I thought that was just beautiful. Yeah. I think if, if anyone is ever thinking, you know, cremation's maybe the wrong way to go, it can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. To have an experience mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, to, to spread them somewhere where maybe that, that person loved to be. But, and and that, that there was that shift in the wind was like, I'm here. Yeah. And there was a, a bird flying around all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It just was, it was just surreal. It was a beautiful moment. I wish I could keep talking. Like, I feel like you have more stories. We have we have more to talk about. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have a, a few more, but uh, yeah. It's, I'm definitely going to have you back on. When, we can do it another time. Yes. Do you have another book coming out soon? Yeah. So I I did receive a contract from RAP or nice. RAP Publishing again. <laughs> which I'm excited about. And Do you have a title for the next one that's coming out? Yeah, it's called Liberty Justice. 
And right. this one has no supernatural uh, anything to it. It's just a straightforward thriller um, and a lot of drama, a lot of heavy drama. And I, this one came out of the blue for me. I don't know where it came from, but I just knew I had to write it. And it's about yeah. a 13-year-old girl living with her mother who's addicted to heroin. Oh, wow. And, um, and she basically is taking care of her mom. Mm-hmm. She's kind of being, having to be the, the adult. Yeah. And then, of course, something, you know, a drug dealer shows up and, and ends up, uh, she's fighting with her mom and uh, over some kind of misunderstanding. And and before they know it, the, the drug dealer is dead. I mean, he, he kind of accidentally, mm. you know, through their kind of fight, he ends up dead. Wow. And so the daughter is like frightened. What do I do? My mom is, is currently uh, not in a state of mind to make the right decision right now. Mm-hmm. So out of fear of losing her mom, she packs her up and they, they they drive off and now they're kind of running from the police now. And now the brother of the drug dealer ends up hiring a, a hitman to track him down and kill him. And so it becomes this really taut thriller, but in the same time, I'm trying to work out their issues between the mother and daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, what a story. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. I I, I hope it all uh, it turns out really well. I I think I've been through so much work on it. I think it really got it to a good spot. And nice. Congratulations. Hope it, hope it does it justice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it will. Congratulations. So where can everyone find you? Uh, in Utah. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the address. No. <laughs> well, I guess my website, it's... Uh, Brett McKay books. Okay. Com. So B R E T T M C K A Y. So that's probably the best way because obviously there I have links to, to BookBub and to Amazon and Goodreads and all those things. Okay, perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'm definitely. Karen, I, I, I love that you do this podcast. Oh, I think it's great. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. And you're definitely coming back because there are more stories in there. I know. Well, I have one or two more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm definitely you're definitely coming back, and congratulations on the new book. And I'll definitely put your website in the show notes so everyone can find you and check out all your books. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest thank of you. your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me Fern Rone on all social media at Fern Rone R O N A Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams.